0: This is the TRA Channel Podcast, What's the Opportunity? With Trevor Clark, Mark Isles, and Tim Dillon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 2023. This is the TRA IT Channel Podcast, What's the Opportunity? And today, Mr. Mark Isles and I are going to talk about Chat GPT, that's uh, phenomenon that's really got a lot of uh, press and, and conversation happening at the moment. Mark, have you played with it yet?
1: Uh, I have had a little dabble, as you do, but uh, happy New Year, Trevor, and happy Lunar New Year as well as regular yes. New Year. Yes, um, yes. yes, I've had a, a, a little opportunity to, uh, to mess around with it um, just with some strange imagery that you can generate uh, yeah. as a few of the other daytime television shows have done as well. But yeah, it, an interesting concept and we'll sort of dig into it a little bit because it's, great platform great technology where's it going to go what are we what are we going to do with all this great you know rewriting new young lyrics um all, all very well and good but difficult to see how you monetize that outside of generating some content but let's kind of get into it
0: yeah it's a it's a it's a fascinating development I, i've seen obviously we've got microsoft looking to invest heavily in in open ai the, the the parent company and and uh We've even got um, different schools saying they're going to ban it and so not allow kids to use it to to write their their reports and their and so forth. But I mean, the amount of content I've seen recently that is I mean, some of it controversial, obviously, but the amount of content I've yeah. seen being developed by either you know the 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 sister sort of solutions in things like DALI. Um, the the image generator and, yep. and the, the multiple versions of that that have come out and now with ChatGPT um, you know obviously based off the 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 um, the third generation of the, the 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 language database that they're using to to train it on um, which is pretty amazing sort of thing I mean there are so many opportunities of of things when you if you haven't as a as an organisation looked at this and even internally for us at, at TRA I'm, I'm it's making me Sit down and go, oh, actually hang on. you know what? there's a whole bunch of stuff here which which we which we need to address as well. I mean, I've asked I've asked, Very it, true. yeah, I mean, I've asked it to to do things like, okay, write me a a short blog post on the financial results of the top uh, cloud computing vendors. And it comes back with pretty cool stuff, right? it's 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 fairly believable. I mean at the moment, GPT is limited to, Data before 2020 or
1: 2021. It um, is, yeah. We did not get anything for the last 12 months, which is kind of strange, but yeah.
0: Yeah, it doesn't have it doesn't have real time data, um, and it says it can't do sentiment analysis sort of things. But you, know, you can imagine that sort of integration with other um, trained uh, modules or, or apps or services that will come into place pretty quickly. But it's um, if you haven't played with it uh, for anyone listening. I really highly you encourage encourage you to go and do so to see how quickly it generates content. And it's not like for if you haven't used it before, it's not like a one of the, you know, the cognitive AI bots that we've seen over the last few years, which people were talking about, which you know many people have, have implemented um, as, you know, uh customer service bots or frequently asked question bots or that sort of thing. Um, it's far better, far, far yeah. better when you use it. The experience yeah. is, you know, um, if I were still a journalist many, many, many years ago, you'd be really worried right now because I can create six different blog posts in, within the space of 10 minutes or even less of using this and then have them posted um, and all relatively unique content on multiple different topics. It's, it's an amazing, uh, it's amazing what it, how fast it moves and, and the, the the quality. Obviously, there's some mistakes. I did a little test, Mark. Mm. I, I said, I said, uh, can you write a, a, a bio for uh, Mr. Mark Isles at Tech Research Asia? And it came back and said, <laughs> "Sorry, I, I don't know him. He, he may be not well enough known, well enough." Gonna, I said, "Well, what about Mr. Work Tim on Dillon? My SEO. Yeah, what about <laughs> Mr. Tim Dillon, our other partner?" And like, "No, same thing. I don't really know. What about uh, Trevor Clark at uh, Tech Research agent? And it came up with a really good bio. I mean, I, <laughs> I would read it out, but um, it's a little bit weird. And I asked it, and I said, "Well, apparently, when I asked it, it it said um, I have a, a a bachelor's in electrical engineering and a master's in business administration." Neither of which I have, but I'm happy to claim them if 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 apparently this is the new source of truth. But uh, uh, I did it. Well the, there in
1: yeah. in lies the problem, right? So therein lies the challenge, which is the veracity and the, the verifiability yeah. of, of what's being produced by AI is is questionable and still needs people influence. So if you literally can't trust what's coming out, it does lend some very interesting questions around ethics and other areas, right? Regardless of the kind yeah. of plagiarism issue, you know, the AI generating content is going to be a unique problem, but we thought that with plagiarism on the internet and you can generate software to tell whether it's going to spit it out. The other yeah. the other big issue that we've seen and, and obviously if like the bigger play for me on this is the kind of cloud wars of the last 10 years, I think are done. We are literally now in a next generation of of AI wars. I think mm. this is kind of where we're going. I think Microsoft's got a little bit of an advantage here. Obviously, the major players are all investing significantly uh, into AI resources. Cloud will clearly power that, and that's a lot behind the deal that, that Microsoft has done right, which is Azure will be the platform of choice yep. uh, for open AI, Smart move, they've been in there since 2019. So they've got kind of first mover advantage. And, and of course, Sam, um, everyone forgets, Elon Musk was involved in the early days. He resigned yep. from the board I don't know, a few years back, but had his fingers in the, uh, in the very early open AI yep. pie that, the, the question is, if, if, you can't, if, if you can't really trust what's coming out of AI, one issue. And the second issue is, you know, AI by its nature just needs huge quantities of data on which to survive, mm. right? You have to feed it like a, a, a you know, it's a, it's a machine. It will it'll ingest as much as you can possibly give it. The question around the intellectual property of the source material is now something that's beginning to rear its head. Because if uh, Microsoft got into trouble with something with GitHub, even though they own GitHub, of dumping all of the source data from GitHub and using it to feed OpenAI. And mm-hmm. then you've got issues around even though it might be in, in theory a kind of a you know a general purpose license or a, a, a that doesn't necessarily mean it can be used and spat out verbatim as code to someone else. So we're in this kind of who who owns what? And even when it's doing, you know, as everyone's testing this out and doing, you know, write me a song in the style of, you know, yeah. and insert your favorite artist's name. But a lot of the source material for that is their existing songs and song lyrics. So who owns yeah. that, and who, do you have the right to ingest that and then spit it out again? Uh, I see a, I, I see a, a, a huge opportunity for lawyers uh, around AI. <laughs> that's that's for sure.
0: <laughs> there always is. There always is. Uh, lawyers get a good opportunity. It's a little bit like uh, management consultants or other consultants like us. Sometimes you know, there's always opportunity in <laughs> change. Um, no, I agree. It's a, it's a, it's a fascinating area, and obviously there's a. I think there was a, a, a popular article on the weekend about uh, Nick Cave responding to a fan doing, you know, sending him a yeah, chat GPT like that, yeah. generated one. who was yeah. like, it's got no humanity sort of thing, which is, you know, it's a good point, but the the point around ownership of the content and the data that feeds the, you know, the, the training modules and so forth yeah. is interesting. Because there's also the other side of it, which is, and I asked this to chat GPT, who owns the output of what you create and the point, and it says, well, OpenAI owns that output unless you are purchasing a license from them um so it's interesting isn't it like on the on the input side of things they may be taking data from all kinds of sources um you know and people who might not necessarily know that their data has been taken for that that uh yeah. that purpose and then also they're owning the the output on the other side of it um so similar to what a lot of large technologies um, platforms have done social media Companies have done, which is you know they own the actual data um, or they own some of the output. There's obviously been controversy around that for many many years. Um, you know it's going to be interesting. Do do you actually own the the blog post that you've asked it to write for you that you can then claim as your own IP? If we then move into things like um, codex, because uh, so, gpt at the moment can't really write any code. It can give you examples of other code it's seen. Yeah, but there are other obviously other um, projects or initiatives at the moment and yeah they've got one yeah they've got codecs um deep has uh alpha code which is which was funnily enough if you haven't seen this as well it's an interesting one around it competes in coding competitions and and is ranked in the top 54 of uh, of coders um, to solve um, cognitive problems or problem solving um, activities with code um, so you know it's it's you're right. It's who who owns that at the back end of it. Um, it's going to be some really interesting questions because if you're using the services, you'd kind of expect to be able to own the output of it um, in the same way that you know you do that with any kind of outsourcing at the moment with your IP. But it does make it very interesting for for channel partners. And and I'd love to get your thoughts on. Do you see any opportunity with Chat GPT at the moment or or similar um, generative AI um, for partners?
1: Generative AI, other than the kind of very obvious content and blog posting, no, but I think the AI opportunity within customers uh, is where the opportunity is. So I think most customers at the moment don't really, other than perhaps the very large enterprise customers who are doing some early investments, don't really know how to leverage AI uh, Mm. in, in a way that can help service delivery. Uh, and I think that's where the opportunity is. There are some obviously some niche use cases, but you've got applications, you know, running across the top of insurance companies and fraud, and looking to detect, you know, forging healthcare applications, you know. And I've seen a, mm. as I'm sure you have a bunch of uh, sort of relatively niche use cases. But I think getting familiar with AI models uh, and linking that in terms of this huge quantities of data that customers have, what do you do with it? For mm. me, that's where the most obvious opportunity is. Um, in terms of running internally in the right business, i say other than generating content and perhaps coming up with some fun imagery, uh, if you do own the intellectual property rather than searching around for imagery, uh, I'm struggling to see other use cases, especially given the data sets that that you need, or the skills that you would actually need to develop in-house, mm. uh, and the kind of ubiquitous nature of it. You know, it's free; you can just kind of mess around with it. So, how do you how do you add value on top of that?
0: yeah it's 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 funny isn't it? i think it's going to uh, on the one hand i i do think there may be some consultative services opportunities for it um i think they're you know if we keep going on the same trajectory with some of the conversational ai projects that people have been doing yeah there's absolutely some options there and then i think if someone mm. can come out with as you said you know what are some potential new modules that can sit on top of this so are the different kinds of pipelines we can have where you know maybe maybe that customer service you know the the the, the bots can finally go from being something which has kind of got a pre-formatted response mechanism to something which is really useful to a customer, text or speech, yeah. you know, because there's obviously a lot of speech generation AI as well. Could be very interesting, and there's there's something there, but it's not, you know, it's it's yeah, uh, it's not, it's not like the the market opportunity of shifting to cloud at the, right at the moment. Um, I guess is a good way no. to compare it.
1: No, no, um, ultimately it's a service running on cloud, right? You can think of it yeah. as. It's another service running on cloud that you could leverage and you can make money on saying, you know, data lakes are a service on cloud, you know, there's a whole bunch of different services on cloud. The the one interesting thing I I think where it might be very disruptive, you know, if you think about Google's business model and Google's profitability uh, and and really around it, obviously driven around search, search hasn't been disrupted pretty much since Google came in, Bing's really really not made a major dent uh, in Google's um Mm. uh, market share now their market share has been off the charts for for at least the last decade if you think about the opportunity for ai to disrupt search i think Mm. that's probably where the opportunity slash thread is which is what do we do away from this kind of very ad orientated business model that many of the very large companies have including meta as well so Mm. you know you take the the super large companies what's the opportunity actually for ai to disrupt fundamental things like search i think that's interesting and i think that's where some of the vendors have a uh, a sort of plotting and scheming and thinking about ways to do that.
0: Well, there's a, there's a. a I think um, Satya um, in, at Davos recently, um, last week mm. or the last few days, made a reference to a, uh, an example in in India where they were doing this. The, the chat uh, a local farmer mm. was asking to search for what do I need to do to apply for ABCD. Um, I don't remember mm. what the actual um, application was for, but the, obviously being such a big um, system in india the chat gpt said well here's what you need to apply for here's the documents you need now not only did it do the search part of that he didn't go to a typical browser based search like google or bing or whatever um duck, duck Go. you know he he went to a, the the chatbot um, but then said i don't want to have to go and do all that myself can you just fill that out for me and i've trained that to be able to fill out the data and everything else now obviously this is this is a you know a, a beta sort of phase um, use case an example of it, but it's fascinating, right? Mm. You know that they can go and do that. And then it's it actually is performing the task. So so the idea of it replacing search, yeah. I think on the one hand, yeah, i I'm already now leaning in the last week of playing with this of of going to chat GPT to say, well, what's the best X, y, Z, rather than trying to do a Google search or something else where things are very frustrating. So I agree. And I think there's obviously there's that idea of, implementing that into uh, other applications websites etc um you can kind of see it going in that direction that it becomes the default for search um potentially yeah. absolutely i think there's a there's a couple of other things i'd like to say one is one is um i think as a result of this though like you said there's an ai war about to start with it there's a content war about to start we're about to be flooded with so much more of this content which really doesn't have any human connection yeah. so i think on the on, on the one hand there will be a, a reactive um uh kind of situation where people um, tend to want that human to human interaction a little bit more to get an understanding of what things are happening um so there's certainly that i, I will start to see I mean, so relationships and relationships with your audience honest relationships and, and close relationships will be more important so you can add real value um, uh, but the other thing is from a from a partner's perspective um if you are someone who doesn't have enough time or people to write content at the moment this is an excellent way to move into content and to start to to brand yourself a lot better um, and to have a content program and to engage audiences Um, uh, and if you if you're someone who pays a lot of people to do this stuff at the moment and maybe is waiting waiting you know waiting a significant amount of time to get the right sort of content in place this can really fast track stuff Um, it really really can impressed by the quality of, w- of what it can do so um, yeah. certainly that content side of things um, as a partner uh, and if you're developing stuff and even if it's you know if it even if it's writing a uh, a a tender document or a proposal um, or something basic around you know how do you explain 5g you know whatever it may be there's certainly ways that this can be utilized to help fast track things for people um, so um, I see a big shift. Um, it's one that sort of come really quickly. Um, I think for a lot of people, surprised a lot of people that it actually happened so quickly. Um, but I do see I do see opportunities for it, but just what exactly that is for partners at the moment, um, I don't see the services attached opportunity for this at the moment. It's kind of people will do it themselves for a long time, and perhaps it's more of an internal focused uh, opportunity for partners to look at how they do things themselves from a marketing and and content generation side mm-hmm. of things. I'm-
1: there is, and, and like I say, you no, know, we've had you know AI has been talked about obviously for years, but we've always considered it somewhat nascent, and there there are very few partners doing anything significant, or making any type of significant yeah. money out of uh, out of AI. Right? There are some bespoke Nvidia systems, and you know there's there's a few areas, but it's quite niche still. I think the opportunity here, if you're doing anything in data, it's a very logical extension mm. um, to move into AI as the application of data And We're certainly seeing the customer use case scenarios of. You know, you're starting to see these kind of customer platforms, inverted commas, um, you know, which are, which, you know, you start to pull together data to give you better understanding about customers and then start to apply some AI over the top of it. I think that's the nearest opportunity. And I think about that in terms of rings, which is if you understand cloud and you understand data and you understand those large data sets and what to do with them, it's a very logical skill set you should be building. If you're not in any way heavily involved in data, it's very difficult to see how, um, you know, you can start with a, a move into AI because it all starts with, without any data, chat GPT doesn't work either. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do I do see one more opportunity for it in particular, obviously, aside from the content, but is is anyone who's already into low-code, no-code style services, um, I do sort of see this as the next mm-hmm. evolution of it. Mm. Um, you know, you'll start to be able to have people to write pseudocode, you know, really just giving prompts around what they want, um, and getting much faster to you know to actually getting to um, a minimum viable product for for whatever software they're developing. Um, I can see that happening quite a lot. Um, you know, help help with deciding what stack yeah, to use. Yeah, what hmm. you know, ha- how you go about different things, perhaps coming up with different ideas. You know, just. Some of it around testing, I think, is 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 really important at the moment. There's a lot of work done there. You know, whether it's security testing, whether it's performance and efficiency of code, those sorts of things. I do see quite a lot of activity and a lot of um, possible change in the next couple of years. So, um, yeah, yeah, true. Interesting stuff.
1: Yeah, interesting. Though. interesting indeed, I, only,
0: indeed. I mean you and i are only just really scratching the surface of the conversation so yeah. um if anyone wants to have a, a a deeper chat with any of us at tra around this um we're going to be looking at it a lot lot more um both for ourselves but also for our customers so do reach out have a chat and um, have a play with chat gpt and all the other great tools that are out there at the moment and um look forward to hearing your experiences and what you guys think the opportunity is so mark thanks for the day yeah, Like Austria, good to chat Likewise. All right, everyone. Thanks very much. This was the IT Channel podcast. Um, What's the opportunity with Generative AI and ChatGPT? Um, Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.